to show you around imaginary places. Put the money lumps in my bloody stump. Edible, have a spot in the perfect circle. Hi there, I'm Caitlin Daly-Gonzalez, Education Director for the New Haven Symphony Orchestra, and you're listening to Listen Up, the podcast series that shows you how to get more out of the music you love. On each episode this season, we're taking a deeper look at how emotions are expressed in music. Do you know that feeling when you're walking down the aisles at Target trying to decide how many throw pillows is too many throw pillows? Oh, and then look at that decorative clock. Yeah, you know, that area rug would really pull the whole room together. And then suddenly you hear the opening chords to one of your favorite oldies. And you're instantly sucked back in time. You've got your Walkman loaded up with fresh batteries. You're hanging with your bestie in the Caldors parking lot, jamming out to your favorite song and living your best life. We've all experienced that, right? Well, at least I have. There are decades of studies by neurologists about the phenomenon known as the reminiscence bump. In Western cultures, the reminiscence bump occurs during a specific time from our mid-teens to 20s as we begin to really solidify our concept of ourselves and our identities. Music plays a massive role in this time as we find our personal identity. It's why the music we listen to during this time becomes enshrined in our brains. Our favorite music lights up all those neural pathways, helping to form permanent memories when we listen to it. So when those songs that we listen to in that specific time in our life come on the radio 50 years later, our neurons still light up in the same places giving us those big smiles and memories. Even if you didn't know about the reminiscence bump, you know the experience that I'm talking about. This is the special sauce of nostalgia. It's not just a regular memory. Nostalgia is a longing for the past. Now we all know music can transport us back to a specific time or memory, but is it possible for certain music to actually invoke nostalgia right from the very first time that you hear it? When it comes to nostalgia, There are lots of songs with lyrics reflecting about childhood or things that happened in the past, from The Summer of 69 by Brian Adams, to Wyclef Jean, remembering super important people in hip-hop's history with his song, Hip Hop. To Kid Rock, remembering a girl out by the lake listening to their favorite songs in the summer of 1989 and all summer long. It was 1989, my thoughts were short, my hair was long. Caught somewhere between a boy and man. She was 17 and she was far from in between. It was summertime in northern Michigan. The emotion of nostalgia is expressed lyrically in music of many cultures around the world. In Portugal, there's a genre of music called fado, which can be traced back to the early 1800s, and is kind of like urban folk music. It originated in the capital city of Lisbon, and many of these songs focus on feelings of loss, memory, and nostalgia, 
or the concept of saudade, which is longing. When the genre first started out, men were sent out to sea for work, leaving their family members longing for their return. Later in the 20th century, the people who left Portugal to settle elsewhere morphed saudade to be more about longing for their homeland. Take a listen to Saudade de Coimbra, sung by Jose Afonso, which talks about experiencing saudade for his home city of Coimbra. These lyrics say, Oh, that spot by the river in Coimbra and the loves that I had there, who hasn't seen you is blind and who doesn't love you hasn't lived. Italy has a similar idea in its Neapolitan songs, which originated in the area of Naples. As many people left the region to find a new life in America, they took with them their songs of their homeland. Frank Sinatra recorded a famous Neapolitan song called Torna a Sorrento, which translates to Come Back to Sorrento, and tells the story of a person begging their love from the past to return to Sorrento. The lyrics mention different parts of the city that should make the lover homesick, but at its core, it's begging the lover to return home so that they can be reunited. In this clip of the beginning of the first stanza, the translation is, Look out at the sea and how beautiful it is. It makes me feel so sentimental, like remembering your voice. It makes me dream. Guarda il mare come bello Spiran tanto sentimento Come il tuo soeve accento Che me desto fa sonare those lyrics make it easy for us to realize that the song is about something happening in the past. They are explicitly telling us so. So now our next question. Is it possible to hear a piece of music without lyrics and still know that it's talking about something in the past? Music theory professor Michael Klein thinks it might be possible. Let's look at one of his examples, the opening of Frédéric Chopin's first ballade. There's a unison line that opens the piece. And then a sort of chromatic figure that pops up and winds its way around. Then a pause and a little flourish. Which finally gets us to the main part of the piece, which is a waltz. Klein argues that when you put these pieces all together, the piece is telling a story. It's like the opening bars are setting the stage. That chromatic part in the middle is the music getting lost in the grief of the story that is about to be told. There's a pause and a breath to compose itself, 
And then the tale, aka the waltz, begins. It's like the music is saying, once upon a time there was a waltz, before launching into its story. Let's hear all of the pieces together to form our own opinion. So what do you think? Can you hear the waltz setting up its own story that happened in the past? It gets a bit meta when you think about those implications. One thing that I happen to notice between all of these songs and pieces is how at least some of the vocal line seems to be in the upper part of the performer's vocal range or the piano's upper register. My spidey sense is telling me that it's sort of a metaphoric reach for the past by reaching into their upper range or register musically. So whether it's songs with lyrics about memories past, or pieces of music with no words that convey reminiscence, or just any songs that happen to light up your brain in the same way they did when you were 17, nostalgia seems to be a cross-cultural emotion that carries over into music across the world, and can indeed be answered when you hear, Do you remember when? Do you remember when? Are we used to sing? Shut up! Listen Up is produced by the New Haven Symphony Orchestra and hosted by me, NHSO Education Director Caitlin Daly-Gonzalez. Season 3 of Listen Up is sponsored by Frontier Communications. Our producer is Katie Bonner-Russo. Our recording engineer and editor is Keith Stryavy. Our research assistant is Dr. Sasha Peiser. To learn more about the New Haven Symphony Orchestra's concerts and award-winning education programs, including free quizzes for teachers to use with this podcast, visit newhavensymphony.org.